They're bad. They're boys. And occasionally, they talk about running. Yes, it's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Heller. Come back. Baby, come back. But bye, 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 bye. But bye, 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 bye. I must admit I was a clone to be messing around. But that doesn't mean that you have to leave town. But bye, 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 bye. Hey. Hello, Jenny Raceford. Hello, David Hellard. If it if it seems, listener, as though like we seem slightly rushed, it's just we've just had a little chat about all the things we need to talk about, and we've just rushed straight into the episode because it's been a, it's been a little while since we've done a bad stuff. It's been and and that's been just because well, it's it's getting harder for us now with our lives to now we're more famous. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, you have an excuse because you've got to you've got to be out doing presenting abroad. I don't, what is my excuse? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were I thought you were like bringing in the big bucks. I thought you know, oh, was like... no, it, it, it is my work. Work is kind of crazy at the moment. I had that. I've had that kind of thing where I've had literally the worst six months in business, six, six yeah. or seven months in business from January, like just awful. So awful that, you know, ever. I mean, then, reputation eventually catches up with you, doesn't it? I know, it does. It absolutely does. <laughs> um, but then all of that, all of the work that I, you know, should have got over that period of time because people have been delayed and stuff like that has just all come in in like oh, August man. and September. And so it's kind of, it's been proper crazy. Um, and, and you, you need to do it because you, that's money that you have, you, you're kind of, a, I guess, mentally assuming you'd have for the year. Well, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and I can't, I can't hire quick enough. And um, yeah, so if anyone, if anyone's a copywriter, a social media expert or anything like that, I'm hiring at the moment. Uh, so or even <laughs> if just, just give it a go, he might employ you. He <laughs> just might. give it a go. Just give it a go. It's pretty much how social media, how social media <laughs> people who are employed as social media assistants generally work anyway. I've so. got a phone. <laughs> I, I, I've posted like a photo. <laughs> it's really funny. There's a there's a scheme on at the moment. Which is which is a brilliant scheme. It's called the Kickstart scheme, and what it is, it's um, it's a government scheme that um, applies to people in universal credit between eighteen and twenty four, and yeah. essentially they pay uh, twenty five hours a week for six months for you to hire someone, and so you know, and it's it, you know, it's, it's an incredible thing, and so you've got the opportunity, um, and that people who are between eighteen and twenty five have got the opportunity. You've been going to the job centre trying to find jobs. I've got all these opportunities to, to, to get these placements fully paid with the intention that they're going to be so good and help someone grow a business that at the end of it, they're going to be employed full time by them. Brilliant, brilliant scheme. The only problem is there's like not enough people on universal credit who are capable of doing most of the jobs. So I'm hiring for things like social media assistance, digital marketing assistance, like that. in Brighton, everyone is hiring for the same things. Oh, and so yeah. I went, I went to this job fair and you know for for this like kickstart thing and they were did you have saying, a stand did you have a stand we did have there? a stand saying, yeah i did have a stand hello yeah. genius oh hello, my genius why, why were these photos not shared did you <laughs> it was quite good but it was really funny because there was loads of people from department of work and pensions there um and they were basically saying just if you see someone you like just hire them on the spot and i'm like and what pe- I hire them on the, because they're going to get snapped up just hire them on the spot so you you were trying to like find someone and say is this person competent enough uh, <laughs> just because I'm going to have to hire them for six months, and it's good. This could be a disaster or anything. But Basically, I just, it's like Grinder, wasn't it? You just it was. You just it was like it, it was like Grinder. The other thing that was interesting is that you'd have people from um, DWP walking around, 
and they'd be like asking you go what is your um policy uh, yeah, yeah what is your um uh, prisoner hiring policy ex-prisoner hiring policy i'm going do you know what haven't really got one if i'm completely honest <laughs> and then <laughs> he was going oh you know the, there's a really good opportunity to hire like ex-convicts are there any particular you know types of criminal that you wouldn't hire i'm like Mainly murders and rapists, yeah. uh, that, that kind of... I'd I don't, I don't hire know. a hacker if you've got any no, going. I was going to say, listen, if you know anyone who can, like, sort of white-collar fraud or something like that <laughs> as a bookkeeper, that would Tax be incredible. Evasion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. any, anything like that. I mean, they got caught, but, they, you know, they got another chance. But, yeah, so, so it's... I'm just I'm just trying to hire. So if anyone's listening and you're 18 to 24 and you're on uh, universal credit, you've got until December to be able to join the Kickstart scheme. And I'm looking for digital marketing assistant, social marketing assistant, um, copywriters. So uh, if yeah, anyone's listening wants a job, please send it into letters at badboyrunning.com and I could be hiring you very soon. And were people saying um, like, so are you the genius then, or oh, so, so where's this genius? Uh, <laughs> Hello, hello. Things like that, or were they not no, really? No, that no, no. It was more along the lines of. No. So, what do you do then? I'm like, well, marketing agency. Well, what does that mean then? I'm like, right, this isn't going to work. I don't know if there's any point no, in us continuing this questions. conversation. These are good questions. <laughs> it's very Maybe philosophical. They're, they're interviewing you. They're testing you. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. And you said so the thing is, you ask people, what do you really want to do? And they're like, oh, do you know what? I really want to be a photographer. Like, okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. You know, you actually, you find out what they really want to do. You say, you know, there's an you opportunity. Do that on the side. To do that. You can do that on the side. You can you know, hire me 25, 25 hours a week. So, but yeah, it's quite, it, it's pretty good. It's a really good scheme. And I think it's working really well. Um, it's just, you know, whether people keep those jobs at the end of it. Because, um, but yeah, so so I'm, I'm like incredibly busy, which is why I am struggling to get time to record shit. So, so when I was, when I was younger, I had a, I, I guess uh, an interview talk as such. I went to, yeah. there was this period where I had I wasn't quite sure what to do. Part of me wanted to be a strategy consultant, but then part of me realized that, oh God, you'd have to do that. And um, so I just applied to all these jobs. I think I've mentioned it before in the party. I applied to all these jobs yeah. and um, interviewed them all, got them all and took them all and then just started them all on different days. But one of the interviews was, um, it was for a financial advisor, which is one of those terms that is just clueless as to what that means when you're yeah. when you're out of out of the job market. Yeah. And the guy the guy stood up in front of the room and said, "Right, so you know who who wants to do what? Blah blah. How much do you want to earn? Blah blah." And then he went through like life, and he he basically <laughs> he just showed you. How much you needed his so who wants a nice car okay that's going to cost you this much a year who wants and then they basically said so unless you're earning like 150 grand a year you're buggered you're absolutely buggered <laughs> <laughs> and, and everyone's there going oh my god i could be buggered and then it's like which is why you need to sell your soul to the it's why you've got to be a shark and be a financial consultant and we were like yeah we're gonna to have to do it <laughs> for, our, for our children's future that we we've, we've got. We've, we haven't got. We haven't, we haven't got yet, not, but we know. We're not thinking of having children, but my God, we're putting them in jeopardy already. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't even been conceived. I can't believe we're such bad parents already by not having 150 grand a year. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm trying to think what I've been up to. I've been um, I've been trying to be back to running, and I've already picked up an injury. Just, oh no! But, well, what? firstly. Have we caught up since the run show where 
a huge number of us caught COVID. Uh, no, we, we didn't mention that. We didn't mention that, did we? Yeah. So we had a dorm of death, which was Duncan, myself and Chris. We all caught COVID. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to Ali when we were chatting. I don't think so. And um, yeah, so, but I'm not sure whether I brought it to them or they brought it to me or if we all got it independently off someone else. But it's, it, it turns out that the run show was a was super spreading event. So, uh, <laughs> ooh. But, um, yeah, so I, I've, I've had that recovered. Um, as soon as I recovered, flew to uh, France for a race to cover that. How was it? How was it? Was that good? Was that as you expected? You said that was kind of the, when everyone went, what, did everyone go wild as predicted? Everyone, it was, I'm trying to look through my notes. We've got so many things to potentially talk about. Um, I don't know if I mentioned Skyrim, but this is a race that all do badders should do. It's just incredible. It's in the south of France. Actually, it looks like Wales, the whole area, except you buy the sea, which parts of Wales by the sea. And um, it's like the Tour de France. So don't let this put you off. It's like the Tour de France at the top, where... What, people throwing piss at you? <laughs> That's right. That's right. People running with bikes. Um, someone had like a chainsaw. They had, um, they had flares, bands, people in morph suits. And it's a, a 20, 21K race with 1,700 metres of, of vertical climbing. So it's pretty punchy um, and reasonably technical at times. But actually, we'd all, you know, if you've done Manby Mountain, it's like running, running it in reverse. The down is like that kind of terrain. So it, it is all runnable-ish. Um, and uh, but just the the atmosphere when you got to the peaks was incredible. Where people were going through these tunnels where they couldn't really see. We were having to film them as well. We had no idea who was in what position because they were coming yeah. through so fast through these walls of smoke. Um, and as events go, it, it just had so much energy. It was so beautiful. And at the end, they had a full-on party where they had a big square. Everyone turned up. And just went crazy. There was a huge downpouring thunderstorm. So like Salomon came and put up their tiny little tent that everyone was cramming in, getting on shoulders. That everything about it was it, it, it was one of those race race experiences that would there's nothing there's there's nothing bad about it. And you could bring your family, you could bring your friends. They wouldn't they could hike up these lovely hikes to these beautiful views. The weather was just we should all do it. Skyrun. Next year, Skyrun. In the calendar, right? Skyrun? How's yeah. that spelled? How's that spelled? Um, it's weird. I, I, I thought instinctively maybe it was a weird way of Skyrun. It's the kind of thing you say if you're not 100% sure of what the name of the race is. You go, oh yeah, it's called Skyrun. Uh, <laughs> That's right. As, 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 we, as we often do with guests, races, other facts on this yeah, true. podcast. Oh, Hooker, on air, on air. And um, so uh, Laroon is the name of the the peak, I think. Although oh, okay. I probably should know this. Um, but and, and actually, as a race itself, it was the last in the series for the Gold Trail, which meant that a huge number of athletes had to... They, they, they had... A position that they had to get and loads of people had to podium so you had there's there's, there's some really uh fun characters so people like uh, frederick trunchand who's uh, an orienteer he came into the series injured and 
every race he's been going bulls out and then blowing up pretty much just trying trying to find the form that he knows he has yeah and he, he did it again and so the whole way through this race you had the the, the people stop uh, chopping and changing um Eloise, uh, like there was a uh, Elise who's she needed to pretty much win or come second to qualify for the finals, having never got near to the podiums. She came in second. Like all the performances were so exciting in wow. terms of the race series. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that and then came back and now I have a pain in my ass where <laughs> I don't know what caused it. it. <laughs> and um, I've got no no sense of what caused it. <laughs> I don't imagine this is the first time that this has happened. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I've come back and it's massive pain in my ass and I have no idea where it's come from. <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh, then let's, let's be more specific about uh, let, let's let's see if we can we can diagnose this because sometimes when we when we talk about injuries and things on the podcast, yeah. listener, um, or viewer. Um, sometimes we will be sent diagnoses from from <laughs> listener, you know, people that are doctors or, or something else. And I don't have AIDS diagnosis. again, okay? It's never AIDS. Stop <laughs> saying that. Stop saying that. Um, so let's let's be more specific oh, about your injuries. I think, if we can... I think I've just torn something in my glute, and um, I stupidly. That that's the trouble when you when you're injured or out off of running for a long time, you just forget all the simple rules. And then I stupidly had a nice stretch, maybe two days later. And the stretch obviously made it a lot worse. So I've just got to wait. So it's been 10 days. I then tried to do some core exercises that also engaged it. So that's made it worse. So I'm just, I'm at that stage where I'm, I'm so desperate to get, I've been so sensible in how I've been building up my mileage yeah. and my, um, my core exercises and strength exercises. I've been so, so sensible because I just want to get back to normal um, as fast as possible, which for me, I believe is just doing it right. And so to get this and like, this, it's just two weeks now of not really doing anything. And I, I'm not even doing the strength exercises either. So I'm just losing everything. It's like, ah, oh. but let's, let's go on to, I mean. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. For, for, I just want to ask one really quick question. Yeah. So how has your barefoot running been? Well, I tried it one run. It absolutely destroyed my calves. I only did about three miles and then ran the oh, that's rest. That's quite punchy for a three-mile uh, barefooter. Yeah, I mean, I was running it. Did you think to build up a little bit slower? or? Well, I was running to feel, yeah. and then it just shredded my calves. <laughs> it completely shredded my calves. And and even this Why was before... All a sudden, oh, this is fine, this is fine, cheat, or this is fine, <laughs> this is fine, stop. It's like, no, this, this is starting to, like... This is starting to shout at me now. My calves are shouting, and it—it it was before I picked up the injury, but only only by a week or so. And so actually, I I backed off my running a little bit because of it, um, and it made me think, hmm, can I be actually asked to switch to this? Given that I'm already significantly higher in my mileage than what yeah. my calves can take. So I don't know. I. Don't, I I just don't know if I can be asked. You know, when you think, I like the idea of it. In theory, it could maybe really help me. Um, but then again, it's a massive change, which is also can potentially create huge problems. Shall I just keep it simple? Yeah. Uh, you, so you asked me about buying some barefoot shoes. Did you Have you given it a go then? Or have you 
No, I've not. Do you know what? We can talk about this on a on a, on a different episode because we've got so much to do. But um, I I started reading. Um, what the book here? Started reading Blueprint by um, Ross Edgley. Oh, it's his okay. new book. Yes, it's a new book, and I, we can, we can talk about it in more detail. But it, it basically it's a book that talks about periodization training, which you know there's not a lot yeah. of books that talk about that. You know, it, it, it kind of makes it mainstream, but it throws yeah. lots of things in there. And it, you know, uh, it throws lots of uh, what you might call some faddy things in there, and you know, things like that. I mean, there's like there's things like you know, Spartan-style training, cold water therapy. You've, it's kind of a bit of a checkbox, you know, and and a little bit of. Um... Was he running out of content? And grabbed, <laughs> just like a, just okay. grabbed everyone else's books and shoved butter it in. in your coffee, all that kind of. No, he doesn't. He doesn't mention that. Um, but I, I've been reading it, and so far it's quite good. But one of the things he mentioned was doing a small amount of um, of barefoot running in order to. I, I'm not really sure how how that adds to anything. And I just thought you were going to try it. I thought, do you know what? I might I might give it a go again. Um, and just not go out as as hard as I did the first time after. So basically, just doing the exact same thing as it happened with Born to Run. But does, reading does a book, he, going out and doing it. But does, I mean, does he say that in a responsible way? Because my fear would be, when you look at someone like Ross Edgeley, he's so strong, like, and like his, he would be doing like crazy amount of different weights. And so actually he probably could go out and do something like four foot running. Well, because his calves thing, would thing, be, yeah. Well, the one thing that he was talking about was that when he came back from swimming around Britain, that his legs were absolutely screwed. Because mm. they they atrophied, yeah. They mm. basically they was they were they were so weak in compared with other parts of his body, mm. which is fine. But what is that level against most people who aren't at his level? It's very mm. difficult to to judge. You can say, "Oh, my legs are weak," but your legs might be weak, but they might still be stronger than than the average person. Yeah, so, they're not carrying like a sixteen stone man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're, they so, are carrying a sixteen stone man, whereas most people aren't. Yeah. So. So we, yeah, we, I think I think it's worth talking about, you know, the, the whole thing that he talks about in terms of periodization training, um, because actually people kind of forget about that. I think a lot, you know, because that's very much been associated with marathon training, and now we've got people, you know, who have jumped straight to ultras. Mm. People don't really talk about, you know, thinking in terms of marathon training and think about how they can do you know work that into 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 kind of an ultra training program over a period of time about you know the periods of rest and recovery that you need and work over winter and, and, and building a base and things like that mm. um and so i think there's there's a lot in there but it, it, it does just initially i've only read the first like couple of chapters it does seem to be a lot of kind of throwing in um a lot of things like that uh like classic uh, kind of second like third book isn't it just <laughs> yeah i don't know the thing is it's one of those things where and, and it's like it where you know whenever you listen to someone um you know talking about theory and they throw in studies and, they, and you you really go yeah that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense and you go yeah it's a really good idea and then when you step back you go is it a good idea is it really like you know, we know that like so many people have been injured? And I've actually tried it before and I've been injured, and you know it, it, everything seems an amazing idea when you put a good argument to it with a lot of you know yeah. scientific based in scientific fact, and, and you're making a persuasive case for it. Um, but then you know the reality is often very very different. So so I think it's like, that's what that's why I was thinking about barefoot running thing. Yeah yeah yeah, I mean, and that's a you know, to any listener who's thinking about it, give it a go, but be very cautious and. I'd even say half a mile as your first run is a good idea. Um, I 
And actually, the reason why I thought I could do longer is because when I switched to forefoot running, that is as much of a change as switching to barefoot running in that it, it loads the calves a lot more. So what my assumption had been that I would be closer, far closer to a barefoot runner now with the my running style than when I was a, a midfoot striker previously. So I'd hoped that actually it wouldn't be as big a step change. But um, but yeah, we're right in the middle of, um, we just had the London Marathon. We're right in the middle of the MDS where, well, incredibly sad news, but also just all oh, hell is breaking loose, right? But where should we start? Should we? Let's start, let's start, let's start with London. London. Wait, wait, what should we start? Wait a minute. Do we start on a high note or do we finish on a low note? Let's start with MDS. So obviously by the, by this time, you know, someone has died during the yeah. MDS. Um, on our second day, uh, French, experienced French ultra runner Experience, as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think it was, it was it a heart issue or something in the middle of the dunes. Um, yeah, they had medics to him quickly, helicopter yeah, in. Two, two, I think two other runners who were doctors were, were, were yeah. near him as well. So, yeah, probably got to him as quickly as possible, um, but died. And I think it's only third time in the whole of the event that that's, that's happened. Yeah. Um, and then subsequently, dropout rate is, has been lewd, you know, crazy. Like, like, I think the last thing we're hearing about is almost half of people have dropped so far. Um, yeah. And all kinds of reports coming out of it. Lots of debatters, lots of people we know drop in you know first second day and and that's the thing that you know because i i saved my messages because i i thought i'd i'd send them when people have stopped sending as many messages because nicer yeah. and sadly nearly all the people aren't there yeah which yeah. is a shame because it makes it makes you look like you haven't supported but yeah it's i because i've been you know messaged by various people who've, who've dropped out or who've been there and that there's always rumours flying around whenever, every year this happens, right? There's always rumours flying around of, and, and in previous years, there's been an element of, of almost licking wounds of, well, I heard this, which is why I didn't finish. Well, I heard that, which is why I didn't finish. And, and there's an element, of, there always seems to be an element of people looking for external reasons why it just didn't go their way. Yeah. But, this year, you know, the hottest on record, I, I, I'd be fascinated to understand whether it is because it has been so hot or whether it's because people have, haven't anticipated it being hot. Yeah, and he's it, it's kind of gone against what Steve was talking about at the the running show. That uh, Well, actually, we don't know. We don't know that. And, yeah. You know, his, his prediction was because we've waited three years for it, everyone would be, you know, highly prepared for it which yeah. is, you know, and, and you would expect it as well. So it, it's difficult. It's difficult to think that it's um, lack of fitness or, or anything else that, 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 that's caused it. Or, you know, yeah. like you said, acclimatization, you know, people do heat training now. Um, because but whether, so but whether, whether they did, you know, whether people did their third or fourth heat chamber um, experience having if you've been three or four times before you're looking at a grand now aren't you on heat chambers? oh yeah how much do you know what? i never did that i don't even think it was i don't even think it was kind of available as an option until yeah, but, yeah so, and, how, so how much does that kind of cost and how does that work i think it's about and this is off the top of my head because i i managed to blag it off um run 24 by doing an article with them about mm. it um but i think it's about 60 pounds a, a pop and you probably need three to four Right. 
So it's you know it's a considerable amount of money given everything else already, and you're having to travel to either St Mary's or to Kingston or yeah. to um, I think there's one near uh, Silverstead. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a, com- a considerable amount of money, and but it's it's really hard to know what actually has been the cause and and whether whether it could have been different something yeah yeah i yeah. mean that's the thing the, you know the reason the re- there's two main reasons why people drop out of mds why they drop and it's either feet issues or it's digestive issues and that doesn't really change and you know the the, the digestive issues can also be caused by by dehydration and everything else like that so yeah. you know obviously we've been hearing lots of rumors and we're not going to repeat them because you know like absolutely like you said um, but lots of rumors about different things that are, that are happening and, and and everything else out there but just i mean just generally it's going it, to it's one of those things where you just we're not going to know for a couple of weeks and even yeah. when we do you know and there's still going to be there's there could be a huge fallout from this huge fallout from this um yeah know, in terms yeah. of in terms of race reputation in terms of what you know not just the race reputation in terms of like specifically mds but just about people because for so long people thought you know very few people have died it's an accessible event it's you know even though it's known as the toughest foot race and, and things like that and a lot of things posit themselves that you know, everyone nearly knows yeah. someone. Like runners nearly know someone who has done yeah. the MDS now, and so it's always it's been seen as like an achievable first big multi-day ultra in the desert or in something. Um, yeah. And if all of a sudden that changes, that's going to have a huge impact. If people think there's a you know, distinct possibility that they may actually suffer in in some way, in, in a way that uh, then yeah. that's going to have impacts for, across across the board. And uh, yeah, absolutely. And whether whether people will be looking at whether we should be doing these events at all um and but it potentially it, it it could also have it's a strange thing you know people are drawn to really hard and it it might actually bolster the credentials more yeah. bizarrely and people yeah. were like well i'm doing this because it there people someone else will die in the future at the mds definitely just because it happens at races that are really extreme and i'd say it's unavoidable unavoidable i know sorry, unavoidable there will be deaths there um if this event happens and i and i think that's acceptable to some extent um in the same way there are death at london deaths at london marathons or um or even half marathons or yeah, in or any, anything, marathons, anything or, yeah. where some are exerting themselves in some way there's yeah. there always there's always that risk and it's it's kind of it's been a kind of a miracle that i mean the thing about the mds is that you know in terms of medical coverage and you know it really is kind of top in in terms yeah. of you know having having all of those those things there and, and kind of led the way with that um but you know that that's that's always a risk. That's always a massive risk. Um, yeah. And you just and like with especially with climate change as well. You know fluctuations in temperature, like little you know little things like that making a huge difference as to you know is to, you know just like a few degrees difference in temperature will make a massive difference to to that. Um, so and even yeah. even the day in which it's really hot, because it was you know in, interestingly it was a June's day that the. Um, you know the gentleman sadly died which is is generally the harder day yeah and if that's the hot one that that is the more the more exertion i'd say 
Um, it's the day. It's the day most people drop the team day. Yeah, and it's it's also it's easier to get because it's people have practiced dunes less. It's easier to get drawn into the wrong pace because you you're not making headwind in the way you'd expect. Um, and June's Day typically is first few days. Actually, that's not sure that's true. It has been my year, and and it was second day this time. And I think it's normally the it's it's never the, there's always some in the long day. I don't think they ever put it the day before the long day because I think right. that would just just um, would <clears throat> tender you up too much. But so I think it's always the the, the first two days. Um, and so that's the point when people haven't really got into rhythm and they're still potentially pushing yeah, it harder yeah. than they should. Still, but, got, um, yeah, that's it. Still, still, still heavy packs. Still not quite sure about. Or, or yeah. you know, if you've had quite, if you've had quite a simple first day, you know, as simple as it yeah. can. If you've got a straightforward first day, may feeling slightly overconfident. May you know, may yeah. just, again not realise that you need to change the pace. So there's just there's so many factors in it. There's so many factors that 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 that, that play on that. But it's, it's even looking like um, Chris Gaskin, who walked the Wainwright Special Forces, it's looking like he's dropped as well. Yeah. Um, and that is when that that shows the level. If someone who clearly, I don't, I don't think he was going out there to like spank it. Um, no. Although looking at his, yeah, I mean, he, he was he was doing well, but he was he was coming in like top 200s, top 150s. Um, so yeah, it just shows you it must have been a crazy tough year. But Spencer Matthews, made in Chelsea, yeah, thirty third on the long day. What? Yeah, yeah, really? yeah. I mean, was well, there only thirty four people left? Yeah, and actually, the, like the, with the dropout rate, that's slightly different, but still really impressive. Um, it's one. Or, it's, it, it's kind of. It's really funny, isn't it? Because I think it's one of those races where if you when when I did it again, it was quite. You know, it's ten years ago and I did it, but yeah. you saw people like acclimatizing it. People getting better every day. Some yeah. people would go hard and drop out. Some people would go hard and stay that way, and but they'd be in pieces at the end of each day. And then some people just got stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's just. You just, I don't, you can't ever tell how your body's going to react in that environment because you're never, unless you go and actually live out there for any period of time. Like yeah. some people just can acclimatize better than others. Yeah, and it, and it, and it looks like he's had a drip because it says exceptional water assistance. He's had a penalty. Um, what day? Well, three? he won't. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, he'd be used to that. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but actually, he's looked like he's had a, a really. Like he's he's run really maturely. Like he, he yeah. came 175th, 293rd, 150th, 150th, and then 33rd. Just shows that. And his pace, his pace on the long day, was his second fastest pace of all of them. Just about, yeah. Like his first day was the slowest. That must have been June day. It's good. It's a good oh. strategy. Ease, ease it until you get to the long day. Pelt it in the long day because then you've got the most amount of time to to rest before yeah. before the marathon day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, fair play, Spence. I mean, it he's he's clearly done his research and his homework. But um, yeah, marathons, London marathon, um, London marathon. That sounds I... like it went off really, really well, apart from one tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Oh yeah, Excel. 
Did you see the video from Excel? No, what happened? Oh my God. The huge, long, sneaking queues that um, that you had to queue in in order to get into the hall were kind of crazy. Why? Were they testing or were they, were they needing checks? I don't know. Or... I don't know. All I saw was just loads of video of people just going, this is absolutely crazy. Like, why don't they post us our, uh, our numbers, blah, blah, blah. And we know why we don't post numbers, because yeah. all of those sponsors have paid a lot of money to, yeah. to, to have you in front of them. Um, the thing is, you, yeah. you, you accept it when... It, it's a smooth operation, but when when it's not, that's when people start to question. But the thing is, what I don't understand about that, it's so crazy. You have these big, long, socially distant lines, and then a day later, you're all going to be, like, squished together at the start yeah. of it. Like, what's so Like, what? And I did, I <laughs> did find... What's the fucking point? I did find it interesting, like, with the waves, because the reality is, like, statistically, if you look at the... If you look at the interactions of the size of the waves that are, are big enough that actually having everyone together or not having them and having the waves, the percentage difference in effect is so small because you're really just looking at the the people on the edges mixing with the people on the edges of the other waves. That is the difference between having all together and big waves, whereas you've still got however many people in a wave, which is a huge number all mixing. <laughs> And so I, I can understand they're, they're probably trying to do something at least or be seen to be doing something. But, um, yeah, I wonder whether they will release any stats. That, I guess they can't know for COVID post-marathon. Yeah. They could do through the apps, potentially. Um, although people I, 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 I'd imagine would have turned their phones off so that they don't yeah. get pinged for being near someone. Yeah, which no, would absolutely. would happen every single person would get pin, pinned because um, yeah i mean but it sounded like i mean every everyone that i i heard from and everyone i saw it sounded like it just sounded incredible like you know just proper proper london experience like brilliantly supported you know yeah they, i think they make, they make a rule that you're allowed to have like one supporter on the board how do you police that one like, <laughs> why, what, what? <laughs> you can allowed to have one yeah. support on the course like what, in central London? You're going to like, just... I suppose mm, they just mum or dad, don't they? Mum or yeah, dad. Just, yeah. Like, Do you want my son or my daughter uh, by uh, themselves without <laughs> dad and mum? Yeah, yeah. And, you, yeah, and people randomly coming to support. Mm, who are you supporting? You know, like, I don't know. It's just... I suppose they just have to say it in order to do it. It's the, it was the drop bag situation as well. The drop bag situation is you had to put your drop bag in when you got your race number, which... That's quite a that's quite a punchy little thing to have to do. So uh, that's why I want to understand from people who are there because um I was going to get hand support but I was out to five that was before. I'm going to say that was an incredible you so listen David occasionally goes onto a social one one of the bad boy running social media channels and starts posting from bad boy running and it confuses the hell out of me because we've all got access to it and so David posted from bad boy running into the bad boy running podcast group saying come down. Um, yeah, we're gonna serve beer. It's gonna be amazing. And then you don't, and then you don't show because you're because you're hungover. I did say there was a chance of that in the initial post. It was, was like it was a it was a ninety five percent chance. Of that. <laughs> but I'd love to know what happened with with people staying warm because it wasn't the, the warmest day. Yeah. And what were there just because the tactic supposedly is you take. A bin bag or an old jumper yeah but and some people do that already but if you're not allowed your finishers bag 
most people aren't going to be running with huge amounts. So were there was was it just piles and piles and piles of clothes that were left, or was it huge number of bin bags that had just been torn open, all dumped? Like how? What was the impact of not having the bags? Because London Marathon will do what they think is going to save them hassle and is cheapest. Well, unless we to, we, it was quite interesting because for um. For, for London Marathon, I basically like promoted all of the London Marathon-related uh, podcast episodes during it as mm. well, uh, mainly to make use of the keyword thing and everything. But um, but it, it just reminded me actually that we need to speak to Megan again about sustainability. Yeah. And actually, you know, how how does that fit in to, to sustain you know in terms of trying to make yourself sustainable? Because there like must have been a huge amount of you have to throw stuff away. You can't keep it with you, so yeah. it has to be throwaway stuff. So what what is the how does that make it more sustainable? And and also it, it then means that you have to have someone travel to, with you to the start. You yeah. have to if you're running flat out because what do you do with your key, what do you do with anything? Your keys. You either don't have keys for the whole from Thursday on the XL to Sunday, <laughs> or your phone, or your wallet. Like it, it's just such an un, um. It's just such a logistical nightmare that actually the impact of it is and it's just so much harder for people unless they then have their one supporter that has to go to them at the beginning. And then you've got even more people mixing together at the point where you're supposedly trying to reduce. Yeah. So I I understand there's no perfect solution, but it'd be interesting to actually hear what options they considered. Because I was thinking I was thinking about this this morning about the. Actually, you know, in order to make it more sustainable and stop people having to go to Excel, because that's a huge amount of, uh, you yeah. know, a huge footprint of people having to go there, then, you know, you, you send things out. But if you send things out, that would have an impact on the sponsorship, which means that the race itself would become more expensive, which means it becomes less inclusive. Uh, and, you know, but this, this, it's kind yeah. of like, what is the, what is the, are we going to have, in order, to, are we going to have to balance sustainability and safety against inclusivity? and you know and oh, yeah. reputation this, we will do thing. for everything we will yeah. do for everything there's a price for environmentalism for sustainability there's an absolute price but it's good it's never it's never it's it's always going to be a rising cost it's always going to be a mm. higher cost for sake because we don't so there will always yeah. be um inclusivity issues around it so yeah. it's like what do, what do we what do we balance is more important that and that's the thing and it'd be interesting if what races balance is more important um, well, profitability, mm. probably, yeah, mainly, um, but but that yeah, it's it's, it's a really hard one. Mm. Now, um, one thing that really annoyed me about because I I, I watched, started watching the highlights, I was like, just got really bored. Um, oh, see, do you see Matt Simpson <laughs> dressed as a lion on the, being interviewed on the BBC? No, amazing. Yeah, it was brilliant. They said, oh, they kept calling him Max. They go, oh, Matt, oh. and so. <laughs> And so what charity are you running for? He goes, I'm not running for charity. Just running in a lion's <laughs> outfit. <laughs> Brilliant. Was he, did he have the face made up as well? Or? No, no. He, you know how he kind of, you know, he's got his kind of like floppy hair and he's got his yeah. sunglasses on and little kind of looks kind of cool. He looked exactly like that, but with a lion outfit. Was he running with shades? <laughs> yes. What? What are you doing, Max? It's hilarious, Max. Oh, it was. We need brilliant. we need someone to, who's got the ability to clip that to post it in the group. That would be amazing. I think uh, they have. Max, it is posted, from now it is posted, on, it is posted in the group. It is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. 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 
And we, but, don't, um, and we don't. We don't. We certainly don't want to mention uh, CFTB's performance either. No, no. I mean, he he looked good, right? He was going for sub two twenty, um, which fair play. That's the one to go for when you're his kind of pace. And he uh, he, he got a, a PB by two seconds, apparently. Um, so I think another two twenty four. But I love the fact that he would have had a horrifically bad second half, given that he clearly had that PB on his mind. So yeah. it means he flogged himself to death for two seconds that no one else on earth gives a shit about. It's like, oh, that's a lot of work for that two what seconds. I, what I like about CFTV is that you know he does he, he kind of sidles in and makes some like, quite, but he always gets his, he always gets some excuses in as well, doesn't he? He always gets a little excuse in here and there as to why he didn't do it. It's quite, it's, it's lovely, it's cute. It's, it's, it's an incredible <laughs> performance. We don't really like to say that. Like, we want kind of an instant ban for that kind of thing. Um, but it is, it, is, it is embarrassing to see. Now, are you, um, are you ready for some controversy? Uh, I'm always ready for controversy. Because I'm going to dish it. And I'm, I'm aware that I'm dishing this, this as... Oh, my this God, really... this isn't litigious, is it? <laughs> Can we make it's sure really... it's not legit, litigious? It really riled me. Um, and it, it, I think it's quite an important topic to discuss just as, as a community more than anything else. But to Char- Charlotte Pergy, who uh, we've, we've spoken to before, she got absolutely screwed for a place in the marathon. You know, she, she seems lovely. She's, she's a great runner. She absolutely smashed it. Fair play. Loving that. Um, she then came out interviewed afterwards and quite aggressively talking about women's safety in running and was saying how she was saying like I've I've never run by myself at night I always I I I, I just don't do it I wouldn't run by myself at night I wouldn't run in lots of areas I always have a car with me I always let people know and this has been reported as if she was the victim of a crime advising people with an with a an expert knowledge on how to keep themselves safe from being murdered. That's how it was reported on. As if we need to listen to Charlotte and none of us need, none of us should ever run by ourselves anymore. And this is really, this is really depressing me about, about society at the moment is, I can understand there's been a, you know, a huge movement to do with violence towards women, which, everyone is obviously horrified by but I do think this is an element where there's a huge difference between actual danger and society shitting people up so much that people are too scared to live when actually if you look at the stats of attacks on female runners it's pretty damn safe out there and I'm sure I know this is why it's controversial because I'm not going to get kicked back and you know, from my point of view, I've I've been hospitalised three times by people I didn't know. You know, I'm very aware of the dangers of strangers, strange danger. But this, to me, I just thought was incredibly irresponsible. And I, you know, should I have children? Should I have a daughter? I'm going to be encouraging her to be going out. Absolutely, because I I, I think we need to take precautions. I think we certainly should have an awareness. But to to put a narrative 
that women can no should no longer run by themselves ever at night or ever in certain places is just it's so it's so wrong it's just so so wrong i mean what what and i'm, I'm aware we're two blokes speaking about this and it is different to a point but we get abuse wherever we go we get shouted at things you've had stuff thrown at you you know it's bad for everyone it i'm not a woman i don't know what it's like being a woman and actually it's different for everyone but at the same point this isn't the answer right to just scare people out of running yeah i, th I think you're absolutely right i think about it in terms of um libby or or my daughter you know do i it, it, i would you know the ideal thing would be to, you know, keep her indoors and say, you know, don't don't go out and, and everything else like that. But, you know, where we live is is a relatively safe place to live. There's always that danger. And, you know, that danger is heightened for women far, far more than it is than it is for men. Um, you know, do I don't think the danger is heightened. I think I think there's certainly more hassle. From men and there are far more dickhead men who like low and mid-level harassment of women I think it's more than of men but men still get it but actually if you look at the statistics on like violence towards men towards muggings towards it, it you know the it, it isn't more dangerous yeah but I mean I would I would suggest that a a violent sexual assault is yeah. um, a far greater crime than a just a violent yeah. assault. Yeah, and I agree. Men, with that. men yeah. don't men don't suffer that, um, but uh, yeah, on the same level. And so I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. would I would say this: the severity of yeah, that's the true. severity yeah. makes makes that different. Um, but I, I certainly wouldn't want my it's a balancing act. I certainly wouldn't want my daughter to be so scared of going out. And going for a run and enjoying all the all the benefits of running and the beauty of being able to run alone because she was so frightened that someone is going to attack her at some point and so it will it is a it's like a it's a balancing act i just i'm interested in like what because the thing is it's not it's it's a really hard situation where you you have to take the you know no no one should feel um you know threatened when they go out for a run yeah. But you have to, but there are places in the in the UK where where you are going to feel more threatened, and so you have to take precautions. And so I just, I, what I, I'd like to know from our from our female listeners, like what what is the thought process that goes through your mind in terms of how to balance it? Do 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 you actually have to balance that risk every single time you go out? Because from what Libby's told me, she has she feels she has to. There's always that, that thought in your mind. You know, it, and, and it, that doesn't happen with us. That doesn't happen yeah. with men generally. We can step out the door and start running without ever thinking about that. Although I if there's, I, I don't... I, there will be groups of people that I'll see or people that I'll see that I'm still will be aware of and be like, Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. But it will not be, there will not be that whole... I'm going to have to make all these calculations, you know, in my mind. Yeah. It might be, you know, in over a millisecond, but, but I can pretty much walk out the door and start running and then things might happen on the run, but never but also, have we, to think is, about that before. But we have to, we have to, you know, it, let's be clear. There is a difference between fear and danger. Yeah. And actually some people, you know, <clears throat> some people will feel scared of leaving the house. Doesn't yeah. mean 
there is fear there's danger and that's that's the difference and and i was it was really depressed me where like infuriated me actually when i was listening to something and they were they were talking about since the um is it Sarah, what's her name sarah everard oh yeah uh, since you know since her horrific murder by uh, an off-duty policeman they were having this talks about what should you do if you're approached by an off-duty or like a plainclothes policeman and the, 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 they're giving advice like well, you should you should run to a bus or you should and like no these are policemen are we seriously saying policemen are danger now well, to all to be women? Fair, the police the police themselves were saying that you shouldn't you but that's you know, crazy saying, right saying, but they were saying you know you should always challenge a plainclothes police officer i mean that's that you've got to admit that is fucking insane that's the crazy police telling, the police are telling women to challenge plainclothes police officers like i mean like i just what's where, where are we where are we when when the police have to warn against the police and and like saying you should run to run to a bus and speak to a bus driver well what what makes bus drivers less likely to be a physical harm to females than policemen who are trained and protected and actually you know it's just this insane world now where um and and if people are susceptible to you know impressionable they're going to be really scared to go running now for what reason like when's the last time we actually heard of something really bad happening to the female joggers and it does happen yes but how what is the percentage of runs on strava by females versus those attacks and that's what we've got to look at and sure i still go out at night i still drink at night and you know i've i have when i say i've been hospitalized three times i've been put in hospital three times one of them in the day completely sober broken jaw from behind by a gang of kids walking in camden like these are these are real things that have happened to me and I, i'm aware that this can happen and it's my it's my approach to it that i i allow myself you know i tell myself that just is a random thing that can happen and it wasn't my fault could i have stopped it not really and it could happen again but it, it yeah that's a worry if you get all this information bombarding everyone it then takes a, a you've got to be very strong-minded to not take on board all these messages you have to be yeah especially there's there is a general culture of fear at the moment and that is partly to do with um the, the things like covid and stuff you know the, yeah. actually heightening fear around everything um and, and it doesn't help you know that we have situations where with where we're kind of like we're, we seem to have a certain amount of scarcity as well that it fears it feels as though things are getting worse it always feels like things are getting worse it, you know even though objectively they are even though they they're are not massively getting better yeah yeah, yeah objectively well maybe not from the, not from a climate perspective but but yeah but, but yeah. everything else um but you know that's that's i just I, i'm interested like, i think this is i think this is it, it's one of those ones where it, it's really hard to know what to do i mean i know people say oh well men should stop doing this to women and, and things like that but there, there, you know, there has to there, there, there has to be some kind of action. I mean, there, I, I know in Scotland they're already talking about um, uh, criminalising misogyny, which I, I think is the kind of thing that it, it's almost a quite a uh, it's kind of like last resort, really, is to stop that kind of low level, um, you know, hassle mm. and abuse in the street. Which, if you're doing that, 
I don't not say it leads to it, but you know, I I, I imagine that it doesn't. Send I, that, I think you know, it doesn't I think that right does message. it does lead to the feeling of being attacked and the feeling yeah. that I, I I definitely think it it must have this 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 um this drip. What's it? Yeah. What's it? It, it must in every every like if it constantly it must have a huge impact on how you perceive the outside world um and yeah i it i guess it just took, that comes down to how they the practicalities of what the law actually is and how it's policed um and but but i'm aware we're two blokes talking about this like ladies let us know like what is your view on this like are we do you feel there is a massive danger every time you go by yourself? You know, is that right to, and you know, are, it, we, well, no, no. are we in a privileged position? The question is, do you think there's a massive, does that, do you feel there's a massive danger, but in what way does that change your behavior? Does that, yeah, does that yeah. stop you? From, would you run more as a result of it? Would you run in a different way? Would you, would you kind of change, change anything? Are you changing mm. your behavior? as a result of this, because that's funny, but you know, it, it, there might be a massive danger, but if you're still going out and doing it, you're, you know, your attitude to that danger is different from someone else who feels there's a huge amount of danger yeah. and is not doing anything. So I'm just really, I think it would be really interesting to hear from, from the listeners and the, and, and the viewers. Yeah. What the yeah. calculation is that they make, what is the calculation they make when they, when they have to come up to that? Cause I think it'd be really interesting to hear how everyone feels about that. Um, and just from a, from a male perspective to to hear that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, we, when we when we were discussing that, you know, uh, we were talking about um, you know uh, uh, like black runners being shot in the streets. Uh, you know that again. That was one thing was just like I've never had to think about yeah. running and being shot. You know that isn't something I've never had. So all of this all of this stuff about hearing these other perspectives really really it, it's educational yeah. for for yeah. everyone. So it, it's yeah. really worth it's really worth sharing and and, and hearing your views on it. And I've, I've just realized there's one thing that from the MDS would just to bring us back. There's a guy trying to do it barefoot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. Which, June day, shit. lovely. Any other yeah. day, awful. I can't barefoot. see. I don't. Like, I'm going to look him what, up to see how he's doing. When you, one of the things you need, one of the things you don't know about the MDS until you start like training for it and you, and you start doing your research is like how, how many like the fact that you think, oh, I can wear road shoes, but. Yeah. Or, or something similar to road shoes, but actually you need a pair of shoes that's got really uh, hard uh, front to them, um, yeah. because the amount of rocks you're kicking. So just to, to even think that he'd be doing that barefoot and the state of his toenails and the state of his feet if if he's having to deal with with that terrain. I was awful. thinking exactly the same thing. I the only I didn't get blisters. The only the only thing I got was like a blood blister from where I was kicking stones, and yeah. he was he was out on. Actually, looking at it, he was out on day two as well, although he stopped for water assistance, so it looks as if it wasn't for his feet. Um, yeah, that's a shame because I, I, I wanted to see those pictures of what, what it looked like. his feet afterwards? Yeah, massively, just because there's, there's no, you can't toughen yourself up for kicking rocks, can kicking you? Kicking rocks? No, you really oh, can't. Although... Oh. Just looked. <laughs> oh, sorry, too bad. We uh, we're at our laptops while we're recording. I'm gonna put this to you, JD. Um, he does have a post. It's in French, so I don't know what uh, he's saying. But he's got a picture of the foot doctors doing something to his foot. 
Oh man, he's oh, fucked. No. Oh, he's bandaged up. Date. I mean, I think it probably is his feet that he's out for. Oh really? Oh, he's been carried. So too bad. It's it's Lowry underscore Explorer. L O U R Y underscore Explorer on Instagram. I'll translate his. Well, yeah. I mean, it, basically, he must be out because of that. I imagine, but. He's in absolute agony. He's got this huge hole in the front of his foot that they're pulling stuff out of. Um, and he then has to be carried back to the tent because he's got two bandaged feet. I mean, there's a reason why he would have been the first person to be barefoot, right? Oh, yeah, I see it. Oh. So we'll leave you with that, d What's um, happening? What's happening? What are they, what are they tweezering out of there? Yeah. I don't know, oh. thorns or poor. Oh, and I don't know oh. if that's, I assume that's his photo as opposed to. <laughs> it's on piggyback. <laughs> we're going to keep, <laughs> yeah, piggybacking back. Oh, well, uh, one, something to finish us off with then. So I did like this. You know, when new products come out and sometimes you're just not quite sure how, how much they've thought it through. <laughs> Is, are, we, are we talking about the next brand of uh, the next flavour of uh, caffeine bullet? Um, it's similar, actually. So, have you heard of Velaforte? No. So, Velaforte, um, don't know a huge amount about them, but they're, I think it was Adam Jacobs, actually, who introduced me to them. Their product is a South American, it's almost like a jelly blancmange chew type thing that comes in a, a banana leaf. And you use that instead what? of energy gels. Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. the, it's, it's the wackiest thing. Um, quite that nice. Doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like you can carry that very well. That sounds like it's a. <laughs> doesn't sound particularly I mean, practical. I, yeah, I don't know how I don't know how they thought this was a good idea, but actually, it seems to work. Like I've okay. I've um, I bought. They now. That's how they started, and they now have the same things in their plastic packaging. Um, I've, you know, tried them quite nice, but they they've come up with a new gel and. And and this is what, you know, having started off as this, it just seems all these people that start off in one area then all move to gels and just copy everyone else. But they've got a caffeine gel. <laughs> and or maybe in the country that this is, it's based on, it's, but it's called Dopio. <laughs> Which I think for a brand, to call yourself anything to do with doping, it's quite an aggressive... Um, <laughs> Quite an aggressive start. So, have you taken anything, sir? Oh, just dopio. What you've been dopioing? Yeah, yeah, that's fine, isn't it? Why would you we think? We need to do. We do. We haven't got. We haven't got any sponsors for the next few episodes. So, what we should do is we should create our own dopio adverts for them <laughs> and send them to them. Because I've got lots of ideas already. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, in some ways, they're competitive caffeine bullet, but who gives a shit? It'll be fun. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they're nice people. So, people do batters. Who who wants to do some adverts for us for Dopio? I'll just check that Dopio is not perfect trademarked. For cyclists? Perfect for cyclists. It, I mean, it is very good. For, it it's a very good cycling brand. That is for sure. Um, how do we check a trademark? So well, let's let's just assume that we're not going to get sued. Do bad is send us send us your record on your phones an advert for. Dopio, and actually that that audio we can use. It doesn't have to be that well recorded, and that will be high enough content. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, the... if it's going on this podcast, it doesn't have to be that well recorded. 
exactly exactly um record as your your dpo adverts and um and we'll play them this because i think it'll be quite fun and actually vela forte hopefully it's quite good you know it's not the marketing angle they'd have gone down but we're talking about them a lot so <laughs> it's surely got to be good for them and uh yeah there you go i just love the fact that they've put that out and not thought maybe they've maybe that's their intention Maybe they are thinking. Absolutely, absolutely. I wonder. I wonder. You know, if they can get Mo Farah to maybe <laughs> uh, maybe advertise this. No, just. I mean, just just simply because he advertises lots of things. He and, does. You know, he's open to advertising lots of different things. Apparently, they tried to deliver him a batch, but he, he wouldn't. Open the door. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong. But, um, oh, <laughs> of course, of course. But um, well. But just we 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 still want reviews, people. We're trying to get to 500 reviews. If you've not listened to the episode that's probably out next week, we're so so close. What we're doing now, we're shouting out countries where we we specifically want countries who've got zero reviews to reviewers. Because if you view iTunes or if you see the reviews for a podcast from your country, you only see the ones generated in that region. Which means in a lot of areas of the world, we have zero reviews whatsoever which means the impact of your review could be ginormous in setting the tone so we called out norway recently i'm just going next denmark how could we not have any reviews in denmark how could we not have any oh, the danish are very angry at the english aren't they no they but don't we, like, they don't like the english at the moment we love the danish we've got say sky there who we know a great brand who also proper do badders we've also got um not Mitchellop. Who are the? Is it Mitchellop? No, it's not Mitchellop. Oh, I've got this completely wrong. Who are our lovely beer runners that we love from oh, Denmark? Mikella. Mikella Running yeah. Club. Legends. How can none of you have ever reviewed us? So this is our shout out. If you've not reviewed us yet, get reviewing us because it really helps. But in particular, if you're from Denmark, please, please, please review us and make it funny as hell or weird as hell because your review will be the only review that anyone from Denmark sees for our podcast which you've got a huge opportunity here people so Norway and Denmark talking to you John Album and uh from Norway I'm talking to uh that's the end person Killian Killian get your bloody review on there come on man support you loads and everyone else as well but um we got the thing is i was just looking at the stats here we've got 63 63 uh, downloads from norway recently and 54 from denmark in the last in the last five episodes so there are people there listening there yeah. are you are we know you're there yeah and this is and we we haven't got to saudi yet but <laughs> you know we're coming for you it's 40 41 listens from saudi it seems oh, to really yeah, mate, this power of caffeine bullet over there taking me. <laughs> although, having said that, um, <laughs> if anyone is listening from Saudi, I need a distributor in Saudi because customs have finally checked that one of the boxes going in and have said uh, this isn't allowed here. So um, currently, we can't restock our stock of caffeine bullet until and and they've sent me the forms that I need to um, I need to uh, go through, but it's all in um, Arabic. So I've tried Google translating it, doesn't work. So I need someone, any do-badders who can speak Arabic, please get in touch. You'll, you'll get a lot of free caffeine bullet from me. <laughs> do, you know, do, you know, do you know what? Um, where we are most popular in the Middle East? Which country? 
we are most popular in the United Arab Emirates, which kind of makes sense, doesn't it? We've probably got yeah. expats there. That makes sense. Yeah, that does yeah. make. I mean, Mark's out there, looking after Costa for the region. Um, cool. Well, if you if you like this episode, please do review us. If you've got suggestions for future guests, then please do send them our way. We've got a whole batch. I've I'm going to be going through and inviting more people soon. Just as an update on who we've got coming up, we've got a follow-up, hopefully, with Tim Noakes, where we're putting together, fingers crossed, Rini Mulgaga and him head-to-head to, -head to, um, to actually go through in a deeper level than we can. We've got Bruce Fordyce coming up shortly. Oh, yes! Um, yeah, which will be cool because he is proper fun. Um, actually, we've got quite a few big names, and I'm currently trying to get the number one volley player in the world to come on because of her experience of um being a female athlete and trying to stand up for female rights against the tour i think it's an amazing story so if anyone knows her name <laughs> kerry i think her name is if everyone knows her please encourage her to come on the podcast because her is such an interesting story and it's it's absolutely relevant to all sports um but any suggestions for people topics letters at badboyrunning.com instagrams or just spam me somehow i will see them and um, i might not respond right away but i do respond to all of them and if we you want to, oh, we're looking, merch is looking great. And we've actually, we've got plenty of mugs, but the mugs aren't for sale. So what we're doing with the mugs <laughs> is, is <laughs> basically we've got um, uh, BBR official mugs. They've been waiting for such a long time, but what we're doing with them is we are giving them away as prizes. And in order for you to be able, what we do, we're going to basically pick the best instances of people wearing BBR merch or doing a do badder activity at a race um, from social Doesn't have media. to be a race. Doesn't have oh, to no, be a actually, race. no, it could be a funeral. It could be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> wearing, a BBR, wearing a BBR shirt to a funeral where, you know, it, inappropriate, oh. inappropriate places where you're wearing a BBR shirt or you're doing something very do badder. Um, preferably with a BBR shirt. You're tagging BBR, uh, what's it called? Bad boy running into that. You tag um, UK Run Chat into that as well, um, so we can or, see it. Or, or then... just tag something really, just tag something really random. <laughs> really confuse them. Just cause, con just cause confusion. But we'll, we'll do a mug. Do. We'll do a mug we for do. the best Dopio advert as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, yeah, we're basically what we're going to do is we're we've gone we're not saying we've gone full cult territory we're going to be rewarding people who are showing the the highest levels of, of devotion but that's exactly what we're doing the more <laughs> devotion you show the more you're a mug i mean you get a mug the... <laughs> and the mugs are actually oh, i didn't i didn't bring my mug back with me but didn't you no they're really funny actually they're really cool um they're are we allowed to reveal why the twist in the mug um yeah, it's just what you need to be doing is when you're when you're drinking the mug, you need to make sure you're sat opposite um, a do badder. Um, yeah. That's what yeah, you need, yeah. to, need to know about the mug, but they are worth it. And so the best, yeah, the best, um, uh, the best photos that we that, that we choose from social media, and we talk about Instagram and Twitter. Um, uh, you'll get a, a mug plus buffs. You know, it comes in like a little uh, a little care package for <laughs> discerning uh, do badder. And um, and just to mention the running club. Um, the running club, if you're a member of the legendary or even the lower level, you get a free mystery gift each year. Apologies to everyone because the free mystery gift that you're getting this year, sadly, the factories in China that we're buying them for have upped their minimum orders from 300 to 1,000, which we uh, we certainly can't do. And we're having to wait until someone else 
orders a thousand of these things and we can jump on board their order. So we're now at the mercy of other buyers in the world. And these are these are very much a summer product. So your your gift may be delayed until late spring, it. I'd say. It will be worth oh, it because it's, re- it be it, it. it's really, really good. If you, like, will, yeah. if you like the last one, this is going to be on that level. Yeah, it is. It's something you'd be like, oh, how have they done this for this price? And this, wow, cool, man, cool. Next year's one I've got in mind, not as good. <laughs> <laughs> but we can get them now. We can get them, well, we can order them without issues. So, um, so yeah, but join don't the Facebook group. Don't, the... don't miss out on your next renewal. Renewal after that, that's maybe when you want to think about it. Yeah, although that's not set in stone yet. So um, thanks for listening, guys. Um, feedback as usual. And we will see you next time. See you later. But a bye 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 bye